Here's what happened last time on Incredible Critics. This weekend, my wife was like, uh, Ben, I want to watch a Christmas movie. And I said, okay, but I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. And she was like, okay, fine. So we started watching A Christmas Kiss 2. What? A Christmas Kiss 2. 2. 2. The second one. Christmas Kiss 1 was so good that they decided to build upon that story. And I think now they're going for Christmas Kiss Cinematic Universe. No. Well, Christmas Kiss 3 is coming out, and it's Christmas Kiss in the Hood. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, number four, Christmas Kiss in Space. Yeah. It's crazy. We are the Incredible Critics. Incredible, not because we're great, but much like George Lucas after the Star Wars prequels, our credibility should seriously be questioned. I am Ben Franco. Joining me today is our Master Jedi, Tim Gruber. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> and our show's very own Jar Jar Binks, Frankie Fusco. Hey, guys. I got, uh, I got, I got no Star Wars impressions. I can't do it. Oh, I, I really <laughs> wanted to hear you try, though. <laughs> I thought about Jar Jar Binks, and I was like, nope, nope, can't do that. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been awesome. And uh, Frankie's dog starting off the show with a bang. This is totally the first time that we're doing the intro, by the way, guys. Um, not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we are uh, talking about a little movie that came out over the weekend. You may have heard of it, a little film called Star Wars. Uh, and then uh, we're going to first talk about it in a spoiler-free version so that, you know, if you haven't seen the movie or you're planning on it, that way you can listen to that portion. Then we're going to have a nice little break of music, have a little dance party that nobody will ever see, and then we'll go into a full spoiler version. So this episode will probably be a little bit longer than a uh, usual episode. I'm hoping right around 40 minutes, but then again, once I get these guys talking about Star Wars, it, you know, we could be here for hours. Uh, so we'll see. But guys, what, what's what been going on? Yo, not a lot, Ben. I actually, um, this week, I got to watch uh, a sequel to one of my favorite indie films. Oh, yeah? I thought you'd be interested in. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's actually the eighth sequel. <laughs> it oh, was wow. Star- it was oh, Star Wars. Oh, oh, you got me. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, Frankie, what's been going on with you? Um, you know, been seeing Star Wars, um, doing some wedding things, and that's about it. Wedding's coming up two weeks away. Whoa. Wow. Wow. You guys will have a nice break for me for a week. It'll be good. I'm sure you'll enjoy Sweet. it. Sweet. Yeah. I didn't know you were going to marry that that soon, <laughs> to be completely honest. That's great. I've only told you my wedding probably like 17,000 times. Uh, I don't think you told me a date, though. Actually, I no, know. I never told you a date because I didn't want oh, you to show lost, Got lost in the mail. <laughs> Definitely um, didn't want to the worst. <laughs> How long of a speech should I prepare? Yeah, um, as long as you want, and I'll give you the dates and details uh, in like three weeks. Okay, all there. right. Yeah, sweet. I just want to know: Did you invite your child, Banky, <laughs> little Banky Fresco? Oh, Banky Fresco! No, no, I lost him a very long time ago, <laughs> which is proof on why I shouldn't be a parent. <laughs> little inside story uh a friend of the show or a friend of ours tim scouten uh when we were in college there was a baby generator where you took pictures of two people and you put them together and it created a baby based on what they would look like monster monster. made this child from frankie and i called banky fresco 
uh, an abomination. It was, actually, it was actually pretty cute. Yeah, it was, yeah actually, it was it was, really it was, it was oddly cute for the two of us. It's a strange, strange thing to contemplate if Frankie and I were to procreate that the baby wouldn't be hideous. Now, when we take two ugly things, you get something pretty. Yes. I guess so. And so then Frankie and Tim decided for it to be a constant joke about mm. little Banky Fresco. And I refused. In in mine and Ben's office, I had like a printout in a frame that's <laughs> on our desk. <laughs> it was creepy. It was very creepy. <laughs> it was great. Oh, uh, but anyway, guys, uh, let's get the show going. What what have you guys been watching this week? What's been on in your homes? You know, I we we might be talking about this Christmas movie next week. Who's uh, to say? My one of my favorite things is that I can go on Netflix and I can watch a really great pause. Hold on, I'm pausing <laughs> not to laugh. It was so great, such a great mo- a film. Uh, that I can just go right from that to back to Star Trek. <laughs> nice, <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, so to, to cue you guys into what. Tim's talking about next week. We are going to be reviewing a Christmas Prince because it's Christmas. Booyah. And that's all you need to know. And you and should it, go watch it. Great. We'll get into that next week. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should go watch it so that you can keep up with us and enjoy what we have to say about everything. Uh, but you've been keeping up with Star Trek, Tim. Yeah, I just, Brittany and I went back and, we're kind of watching through some uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So that's a fun one. Um, that's the one that's not on a spaceship. Oh. Just for reference. Who it's knew? Not on a spaceship. Makes sense. There you go. Yeah, that's all. I haven't seen I've never seen Deep Space Nine. So what? No, I have not. Only only the next generation and the newest Star Trek. Oh, yeah. That's sad. Yeah, it's, <laughs> is Deep Space Nine any good? I thought it was like the crappy version of Star Trek. No, no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed oh, yeah. it. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we enjoyed We've watched through, so Brittany and I have watched through every season of every Star Trek, except maybe the original series. I've seen them all many times. Brittany's seen probably most of them. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, it's all on Netflix, which is awesome. So it's also on Amazon Prime, which is really awesome when somebody's Netflix isn't accessible. <laughs> Because they're already watching on so many things. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Frankie, what have you been watching? Uh, I have been watching a lot of Star Wars. And I've also, uh, in the past week, uh, The Ranch season. Um, I don't understand how... Sometimes the ne- Netflix does weird things with their seasons. They break it up into parts, which is yeah. very confusing. Um, so it's season two, part... Or season three, part two. What? I think. Yeah, what? so I don't I don't quite understand. But the newest release of The Ranch uh, just came out, so I binge-watched that this week, which it's uh, I think it's a pretty funny show. The writing was a little weird um, this, this time around, and it was definitely a little more predictable than usual. But it's like a 30-minute comedy show on Netflix that has uh, a, like a, a live studio audience, which is kind of weird, too. I prefer it not to have that because I hate laugh, laughing in the background. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. So it was... Uh, it was so- is that like Fuller House on a Ranch? Right. It's exactly like Fuller House on a Ranch. It's um no, it's definitely a little more adult than that. There's definitely I was gonna say it's like Fuller House if they said the F word. Yeah, it's uh Aston Kutcher and a bunch of people from that 70s show. Um and 
I don't know who Sam Elliott. He's the dad. The actor's name is Sam Elliott. I I don't really know anything else he's in, but my mom is like obsessed with him. So apparently he's like was really big back in the day. Yo. Because she every time she every time she, the one show that we both watch, so every once in a while she'll call me when it comes. She, oh, the ranch was back on, and my my boyfriend's on it. I love it. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, mom, thanks. Okay, mom. Oh, okay, all right. That's but a lot of that details. was back on this week, so I watched that. Nice. Uh, my wife and I have actually been rewatching Parks and Rec. Uh, yeah. It's been it's been a while, so we were like, you know, let's revisit that. You know, the crazy thing about that show. So this the final season of that show. Remember, it jumps forward into the future. Yeah, for the last season. That year was two thousand seventeen. Was it really? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is. I'm so old. I feel so incredibly old, and I hate it. Um, but it's a it's a really great show. I forgot how much I loved it. It's good. It is really good. Um, especially you know once it hits like that second season and kind of really finds its groove really really a solid show so um if you're looking for a show to binge watch a comedy show i you know i i'll i'll recommend that one if you haven't already seen the office same writers they produced uh the they wrote the parks and rec as well the office is still definitely better but parks and rec is still you know i think it's a very close second if not i i go back and forth the rewatchability of The Office, I think, is better. But I, I think the first time I watched Parks and Rec, I thought it was funnier than The Office. But then I don't go back and rewatch that many episodes of Parks and Rec. Like I do The Office. Right. Which on that note, uh, I don't think Josh Z listens to our podcast at all. But if he does, he posted something. I don't know if you guys saw it on Facebook the other day about um, he retweeted somebody else who posted all of the seasons of The Office and their episode numbers for the Christmas episodes. Oh, nice. Through this week and watch that too. So there's actually 10 Christmas episodes of The Office. That's great. And they're all such amazing. Good Christmas episodes. <laughs> the first one with the two parties. That's oh, my favorite. So That's good. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, guys, uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Our spoiler-free reviews of Star Wars The Last Jedi. When I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. And beyond that, something truly special. That is from the trailer for Star Wars The Last Jedi. Guys, what were your thoughts on The Last Jedi? Frankie, I'll let you go ahead and kick it off. Spoiler-free thoughts, which is is so difficult. I'm not going to lie. Yes. yes um, I thought it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um, like I think I said last time on the podcast, it, it's so tough for me to get an honest opinion the first time I watched the movie because it could be stick figures and people making noises um, with their mouth, and I would still probably say it's the best movie ever. Um, and that's how I left the first movie um and then i went back and watched it again and i found some issues that i didn't like but not enough to make me not think it was one of my favorite star wars i would put it up there as probably number two i remember when we did that list i forget what my number two was but i think it's like right there next to uh 
you know, Return of the Jedi and a couple of the other ones. I think that, yeah, Return of the Jedi was my favorite that I listed. So yeah, it's, it's right up there. Um, great storyline. I think uh, the directing and the script was amazing. Uh, I would go. I will go see it at least two more times in the theater. <laughs> so I'm pretty pumped about it. Nice. Did it make you more or less excited for Ryan Johnson's trilogy that will be kind of separate from this saga? More, I guess. Um, I don't know. Like, question uh, more? Probably, yeah, question mark. Probably the same. I'm so hesitant about the trilogy not fo- focusing on the. I mean, I guess it still could be Jedi, but I don't know. I think it's weird um, to focus on not the Skywalker family since it's kind of been that for the whole, you know, forever. So yeah. I'm curious, I'm very skeptical about what kind of script they're going to come up with, if it's going to be any good. Um, but I mean, his directing skills and, and, you know, the producing was, was phenomenal. So I'm not against it. I didn't, I didn't go in and leave it. Think it was going to be a bad idea. So I'm all for he it. He wrote it as well. So he right. didn't just direct it. He wrote it and we'll be doing the same for the, the new trilogy. Whenever that comes mm-hmm. out, listen, star Wars for the rest of my life. I'm down. Give me a, give me a movie every year. I'll be the happiest person in the world. <laughs> nice. Uh, Tim, what were your thoughts on the movie? Yeah, um, well, I, I definitely echo Frankie a little bit. I think I have it as my second, probably tied for second, I would say, uh, Star Wars movie of all time. Um, I don't know. I want to see it again, though. Uh, so yeah, you can't really rank it on even... It's tough. It's tough. You, you have to let time pass, really. You're not even multiple viewings. You just have to let time pass. Yeah, and so I like. I definitely want to see it again. Um I mean, I'm going to see it again. I'm going to watch it again a bajillion times. Um, but uh, this one, I don't know. Coming out of this one, though, I really felt like I could watch this many, many times again. Um, where with The Force Awakens, after it came out, I mean, I've I've maybe only watched it two or three times. since. I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater. Yeah, so... And it's good. I I liked it a lot. And there were some people who really didn't like The Force Awakens. Um, But I I really did like it. But I don't know. The same thing like we were talking about The Office, the the rewatchability. I'm definitely... I think I'm I'm more excited. Um, And uh, obviously, without spoiling anything, I think Ryan Johnson is bringing something real fresh to Star Wars. For sure. He's he's not just a, a fan, um, but he he has uh, some very unique uh, perspectives and some insights, um, and he definitely built some really cool worlds. And I can't wait to see what new, brand new things he builds for this that that new trilogy. So, are you more or less excited for the new? Oh, trilogy? definitely more. Definitely more. Nice. Ben, what, what did you think about it? Oh, they, thanks for asking. Thanks for asking, guys. It really means the world to me. Um, so I've seen it the most recently out of all of us. Um, so I'm still riding that high a little bit. Uh, what I would say is I really liked it. I agree with you guys. Definitely ranks up there. This is one of the best Star Wars films, hands down. Um, what I most liked about it is that uh, this is a film where women and minorities are the heroes of the film without the film being 
about women and minorities. And I think that's really awesome. I think that's one of the kind of the milestones, especially this year where we've had so many issues, uh, you know, particularly, you know, the whole Harvey Weinstein thing, which we've, you know, not wanted to talk about on our podcast. It's really cool to see a film where, I mean, women are the heroes of this film. Um, you know, not that, you know, the men aren't present, but it is, this film is about women and it's, it's really amazing while not being about women, you know? So I thought that was really cool. Carrie Fisher, um, uh, the, the, uh, obviously Leia, the actress that plays Rose and then Laura Dern, Vice Admiral Holdo, they kill it. They, when they are on screen, they are doing amazing, particularly Laura Dern. I thought she was easily the best character and interestingly enough it gave me hope for the avengers because uh, and this sounds weird it's kind of a weird combination but it showed me what you could do with somebody who has very little screen time and yet still have a fully developed character who has a meaningful impact on the overall film and so that i thought was really interesting um my two kind of negatives, which I'll talk about here in a spoiler free version, is that um, some of the humor did not land for me. Um, very much like Thor, like that for the first jokes, I was just like, really, this this is the joke. These are the jokes that we're making in this movie. Um, it got better over time, but it, I some of it just really did not land for me. And then my other kind of negative about this film is that you can tell that each of these films for the new trilogy were not created as a cohesive storyline. When JJ Abrams started episode seven, he had no idea where eight or nine would go. And that separation, uh, you feel that a little bit. Um, so I don't know that those are kind of my that those are my spoiler free thoughts of, of things that I liked and didn't like overall, though, still a fantastic film. I think that's pretty spot on. I'd agree with everything you just said. I think with the the humor, it's it's definitely this the new this new trilogy is definitely more uh, family friendly, whereas the old trilogy was, you know, it was it was it wasn't really meant for kids, um, though it had because of the time and era that it came out in, it's definitely safe for families and kids now to watch. Whereas uh, what kids can watch now and, and how movies come out, what you can get away with in movies is definitely, you know, the bar has been kind of lowered on things that are allowed in theaters to, in order to get a PG rating. Uh, so I think a lot of times, especially with this new show, you see a lot of that very humor to make children laugh and it doesn't necessarily, you know, fall into everybody's, humor spectrum i guess for but. sure for sure uh tim any any other thoughts before we go into our spoilers no um no i think uh i think you hit it hit it on uh the nail right on the head there's a lot of characters there's and then there's some new characters like they're, they're just they're introducing more and more people <laughs> right and they do a great job of it um you know, yeah, I'll de I'll definitely say, and we'll we'll go into it more on the spoiler part. There's definitely some parts of the movie that maybe were just a little bit too long. You know, some certain storylines that might have been a little bit too long, or might have been a little bit too, um, you know, uh, not prequely. <laughs> I don't want to say prequely, but um, 
you know, De- definitely just, not that bad. Definitely yeah, not that bad. But not yeah, definitely not. No, no. Um, but as a whole, I think it did great. I mean, that's why I I still I just I'm putting it as as my number two Star Wars movie of all time. Um, and I think I, I think it could be the best, but I don't know yet. I need to watch it some more. <laughs> sure, for sure. All right. Well, let's stop being vague and let's start talking <clears throat> about some spoilers about Star Wars The Last Jedi. But first, a little music to give you some time to turn the podcast off. All right, let's get into it, guys. No holds bars, whatever Boy, you want to talk about. Star Wars. La- the Last Jedi. Look out. What did you like? What did you didn't like? Go for it. Tim, why don't you take us away? Okay. Okay. I'm just to be honest. When I was talking about the part that was too long, I think the casino part was just a little too long. <laughs> that whole planet I, think- I thought was unnecessary. That whole yeah. storyline cut 30 yeah. minutes out of the film. Now I will say I Ooh, see I now a, I kind of disagree with that. <clears throat> I, I will say I read a really great article today um, that I think it shed a little bit more light on that. And I think uh, I think that storyline was needed because there needed to be this juxtaposition of um, with Poe's character specifically, where at the beginning of the movie, Poe makes a judgment call <clears throat> when he shouldn't have. And people die, but it works out better for them, right? Like the bombs get released where they need to get released. And in his mind, it's a win, right? He made a decision. People died, but it's a win. And so, which is is the first time that it ever feels like there's actual consequences. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the slowest spaceships ever created. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Real drove me absolutely nuts. (laughs) They're they're like, they're like ultra heavy B wings or something. I don't know if they've even said what type of ship those are. They didn't make any, that make any sense to me on why they were going so slow. (laughs) Yeah. They have a lot of bombs though. I mean, it might be the bombs. Like a, like B wings cannot hold nearly that many bombs. They have like a a hundred bombs. Everything weighs a lot in space. I hear. Yeah, right, right. Um, <laughs> but uh, outside of that, like, I think there needed to be some juxtaposition somewhere of, well, but if Poe is going to go from hothead fighter pilot at the beginning to potential leader of the new rebels or whatever they're going to call them, they said rebels more in this movie. Yeah. Uh, they called them rebels even more uh, than they called them the resistance. So that was interesting. We're rebels, right? I rebel. I rebel. Yeah. Uh, that's a different movie, Ben. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, but I think there needed to be this juxtaposition because his character needed to, he went through a story arc and that was part of, even though that whole thing was, had nothing, he was like not at Canto Bite. Um, it was really, it all landed on his shoulders. And it's like the audience is like cheering for him to, outsmart his you know right his commanding commanding officers right yeah and i know part of it was they had to keep that playing a secret from the audience but they were the reality is you know holdo being in charge of what was left did not owe him anything 
That's yeah. how it works. And, and like she was by far my favorite part of the well, in terms of actresses or actors, yeah. she was by far hands down the best part of the film to me. Um, I loved that uh, Ryan Johnson played with your expectations like that and with some other things that we might get into. Um, you know, because you're like, yeah, you're cheering for him to upstage her and like, you know, step it up and be the man, which made me kind of sad because I was like looking at this film and all these powerful women and I'm like, oh, they're they're undermining that by having him do this. And then, no, they bring it right back around. Um, I agree with you, Tim. I didn't like the whole casino thing. But then again, I'll be honest, I also had to go use the bathroom during that scene because I was <laughs> bored. So I was like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to go the next time we cut to that planet because I don't care. Frank, right. you seem to have liked it. It I just, did. So, go ahead, go ahead, Tim. I was gonna say it just became a big social commentary for thirty-five minutes of the movie or something, which I don't know. It's. You I could, agree. I kind of agree with that that statement. <laughs> uh, but here, here's my thing. Have any of you guys ever seen Clerks? Um, Kevin Smith's Clerk, Clerks. No. Okay. So, regardless, in the in the movie, there is uh, in the movie Clerks, there's a conversation. It's a, Kevin Smith's all of his movies are very dialogue-y. but there's a conversation that two argument that two people are having about the rebels and um, the Empire, and talking about the Death Star and how the rebels are really terrorists, and the the Empire is you know the government ruling, and you got to think about all the people that died on the Death Star that they blew up. He's like, you know, there's probably private contractors on there working on certain areas. Like, you know, not everyone was in line with the empire. They're just trying to make a dollar, you know, so they got hired out to, you know, contract and work on this Death Star that the the government's asking them to do is government contract. Um, the the casino uh, planet I, I enjoy because you really got to see that it's not all just the empire and the rebellion. There is a whole universe out there of people who aren't necessarily aligned with either, but are just living their lives. And you get to see how, you know, with, and they're all evil. No, they're all evil. <laughs> unless, they're, unless they're working class people. They're definitely well, yes. Evil. Right. So, I mean, yeah, they portrayed everyone to be evil, but you gotta think about how, I like how, how they go back and forth with, uh, you know, well, this arms dealer sells to the empire and also sells to the rebels. Like there's a whole universe out there that, isn't fighting this war that really is just kind of doesn't really have a side because they are just trying to live their life. I don't um, know. I just I think it's the first time that we see that in the Star Wars universe. Uh, you know, it, for all the movies, it's really just you're either with the Empire or with the Rebels. There's no in between, and you're either fighting with the Empire or fighting with the Rebels. You don't really see people just living their lives too often. Yeah, I just feel like there are a lot of ways that you could have portrayed that, and they chose the least interesting one that has not that much of an impact over on the overall story finn and rose could have literally left the film for those scenes like you don't see where they are or what they're doing and then come back and it wouldn't have changed the outcome of the story so i will agree to disagree but i will agree with you i don't know if you agree with me or not you might disagree with me on this but benicio del toro that's his name right yeah yeah uh, i absolutely hated he was his character and his yeah, stutter right. was the worst acting I've ever seen in my home. It was life. real bad. It was, it was so such bad. a waste of an amazing actor. And yeah, he's normally an, exactly an amazing actor. I couldn't stand his character. I couldn't stand his acting. No, it, it, his yeah. Any anybody could have played that character. And it drives me nuts because they're clearly left it for him to come back in like the next movie. Um, and I don't want to see him. Not again. Captain Phasma. Right. Or is she or is alive? She, right, she's probably alive, even though she fell into a ball of fire. 
You yeah, guys... her character also really disappointed me because yeah, I right. wanted them to dive into her as a character. Because again, going back to my thing about this being about women, like it'd be amazing to see what she looks like being on the the dark side, being part of the Empire, and we see none of that. Tim, you were about to say something. Yeah, uh, well, this is just one thing that's disappointing me a little bit with some of the new stuff with Star Wars is that they reserve all of her character depth and character um, growth for the Captain Phasma comic book. That's you know, so which, lame. Which is, yeah, and, and the book is fine. It's cool. Um, but she's in that, and she has like a separate book on her own just about herself growing up and stuff. But especially when they just they're like all right she's gonna be in the next one and here's a comic book about how she escaped from the trash and here's a book all about how she grew up and she's in the movie just as much as in the last movie right <clears throat> um that was a bummer i'll have to say though like her i would have liked even more battle between her and finn that was fun oh sure yeah, that i was think that awesome. was really fun did you That's guys another- pick up Oh, oh I'm sorry. I was going to say just real quick. The reality is with Finn is that he is like top of his class in um, at like almost everything for the for the first order. Um, and uh, like he was in top of his class for melee combat specifically with like those uh, vibro baton things. So that oh man, I wanted more of that. Well, and they never really explain that at all in the movie. It's all in side stories, which is, is yeah. very frustrating, you know, for people who might just watch the movie. Well, um, but as somebody who doesn't know any of that backstory, I don't feel like I missed out not knowing that. And now I'm like, oh, oh cool. Yeah. Now I know yeah. that. Like, so I, I get why they would choose not Asper, to go into though, that. That's the thing with her. Yes. Everybody, everybody's saying, even the people who watched, especially the people who read the book or read the comic are like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's, and that's the kind of thing with Finn. Like I was with uh, my buddy who, who's never, I haven't read any of the comic books either, but I at least like know some of the backstory of Finn uh, from talking with other people who have. And my one buddy was like, I don't get how he can fight her when he's just a stormtrooper who ran away. Like, cause if you're really just watching the movies, that's kind of what you think. He's just some stormtrooper who didn't make it. He ran away cause he couldn't deal with it with killing. And, and that's how he, you know, found out where he is, but now all of a sudden he's good at fighting. But also did you guys see, and I was a little confused on this. Didn't it look like Finn was surprised when he saw, um, her face through the mask like that, it, that she was a girl. Like it almost looked like she was, he was like kind of shocked that she was a woman. Yeah. I didn't get why I didn't quite surprised. understand. Yeah. Cause she has a woman's voice. Yeah. I think so, you were like, oh, snap. Look what I just did to her face. <laughs> maybe. But yeah, you're right. That that moment well, was like, weird. Yeah, I am rebel scum, which was a little too long for me. But, um, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> Hi, Brittany. Going forward, uh, I want to talk about my least favorite part of the movie. Uh, which was the very long, drawn-out chase, slow chase scene between the Empire and the Rebel ships. Like I thought, there was just I thought all that was kind of useless. And also, Leia's randomly floating in space and surviving and going through. That was that was a little rough, I'll say. 
Yeah, I wasn't I think, too happy with the way that was portrayed. Here's what here's what I want to say to that though. Keep in mind, um, Carrie Fisher wasn't supposed to die. <laughs> you know, and I mean that in all seriousness. The the movie I think was a progression for Leia and to set her up as even more of a mentor. And even then, then even they go into the next user. movie. Yeah. They go into the next movie and even Leia is like, I guess I did something cool. And I don't know, you know, I've never done any of this stuff before. The biggest thing was for me, that was not great about that whole sequence was that when she, when they get her back into the ship, Nobody talks about it. Nobody is like, "Whoa, that was sick, Prince." You know, Prince. I mean, Gen- General Leia has never done that. Wow, you were in you space know? with nothing, and you lived. Oh man, the Force. Nobody, no one. Yeah, no, not a single, not a single care about it. It got, it got cut for time because they were already at two hundred two hours and thirty five minutes. Yeah, I right. could have went for another half an hour. I've been fine, but um, you would have been fine. Another uh, the rest of us mortals wouldn't have been. <laughs> but um yeah no that that the space chase i just made no sense to me at all i mean that's the MacGuffin that holds the whole story together so i kind of get that i I think i found so many solutions in my head on what they could have done to get away with it and post i'm like why don't you all in your little ships go in separate directions in light space and they can only follow one of you since only one is tracking you and or like i don't know like why didn't they all like hop in little ships and the little ships shoot away one at a time and then leave the big one there empty and then make them think that they killed everybody like i, I don't know instead they're just slowly giving up their ships and going on the next ship i think in the grand scheme of things i would have liked the movie to start with exactly exactly how the beginning ran but maybe have finn and rose already on a different mission on the casino planet like a totally separate thing and then they get word they don't really know each other they're kind of butting heads then they get word of i'm with the rebels and then they're like oh we got to do something and so they kind of start from there. I think that would have made more sense. Yeah, I agree. If they were like already doing a separate thing there. Um, you know, it's it's tough. I think Rose's character is interesting, but I think it was there was too much of like, let's just show off the new character for whatever. Yeah. And do you think um the kiss between Rose and Finn? Here's my question. First up, I'm a big believer in, uh, I don't know what the nickname for Finn and Ray would be, but I'm a big believer in Finn Ray uh, or Ray Finn. And I got the feeling that when she kissed Finn, he was like, oh, uh, I was kind of hoping to just be friends with that facial expression. Uh, But you're dying, so I don't really know what to do. Uh, Whereas other people I was with were kind of like, oh, no, that's the love line. Like, that's who's going to fall for. I mean, like, I don't really hands. feel like talking about the one kiss in the film. What, why? That's what's that was the big part. That was like such a random little thing that got thrown in there. I wasn't wasn't a big part to me at all. So exactly. So do you think it was just some random little thing they should have kept out, or do you think? Um, I think did they just throw it in because I think it took away from not the I don't want to say the integrity of the movie, but I think it was just thrown in to be thrown in. Yeah, it definitely felt like it was thrown in, which kind of upset me a little bit. Yeah, but can we talk about the best part, which was Kylo and Ray 
and everything that occurred Raylo. between them. Raylo? Then, Raylo? <laughs> literally every moment that they interacted was, was the gold. best part of the movie. Yeah. It was true. really good. It was. Every he, single thing. And the fact that their whole like force communication thing, what I loved was that that was communicated all visually using the camera. That's right. it. No special effects, no crazy CGI, just the camera and framing of the characters. Let's not go crazy. Stick to the basics. And it was done flawlessly and will hold up for 20 years. Right, right. It was good. It was really good. And I, I think it was good that they kind of explained that they were doing that at a distance because of Snoke. They, they kind of, you know, right. Snoke, it, it's like, it's almost a throwaway line, but Snoke mm -hmm. is like, this wouldn't have happened except because of me. Kind of like Snoke's almost like a throwaway character. Oh, almost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but to that, I love that he, that Ryan Johnson played with those expectations. Yeah, and Between, I'll say my, okay. my, that's my favorite thing about this movie is that there were so many moments that I could not have ever predicted ever. Right, definitely. Right. There were so many moments and it wasn't just like the moment where they do the exact opposite of what you could think. It was like they go off on a third tangent that you would you never be coming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, the, to start the movie off similar to the force awakens where Poe is prank calling Hux, and it just kind of, I know how, how ridiculous it kind of was, but at the same time it, it really showed that Hux is like so like intense and like ridiculous about the first order that he has no clue what's going on. He just has no idea. He's so like, yeah, but overall that horrible. I uh, see. I thought that moment was good. I thought that kind of gave like a real life. I thought that was more real life comedy. Like I thought that was funny. I thought it gave like real life to that to Poe and not just, you know, your typical lines. Um, you know, that being said, I didn't think like the little guinea pigs were funny or the porgs. Yeah. Okay, but but to that porgs. point, they don't spend mm -hmm. like any time on them, which I like. They don't feel the need to explain all these creatures that you need to see, which a lot of other films would get bogged down with. We need to explain what these porgs are. No, you don't. They're cute little guinea pig creatures that make funny sounds like we don't need you to explain that. Um, so I kind of I kind of appreciated that aspect of them. Did you appreciate the green milking? That was a little oh, weird. Yeah, that was it really was so weird. But and so awkward. Like, was it a statement about breastfeeding, or no. like, was it a statement? It about, was. It was definitely well, a, um, you know, like uh, Luke used to drink blue milk, and he's so grizzled that he's now milking these weird sea giraffes. And the sea and giraffe just kind of made eye contact gross. with Ray and was like, "Yeah, this is okay." And they're yeah, real it was weird. Gross. It was it weird, was, but it, it was very weird. The whole thing not. of like him going around the island trying to ignore her. It was good. I enjoyed right. that. Last two things I want to end on real quick because we're pushing the 40 minute mark. First, the battle scene between uh, with Ray and Kylo. The throne room. Yeah. The throne room. And then the battle scene between Luke and Kylo. My favorite part of the movie was finally getting to see emperor's royal guards do something besides not show up when the emperor's oh, they were so good <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> were so good 
they were they're one of people's favorite characters from the original trilogy and they really did nothing so why they got so much you know fame is beyond me but I, even i like them i think it's just the red cloaks and the suits and helmets and the fact that you didn't know too much about them and then to see them actually fight and and that whole battle scene with the, with ray and kylo being on the same side uh for that little bit of time we were kind of thinking oh my god like this is going to be it this is where the next movie's going these guys are teaming up to take over the the you know to to bring you know right and light to the galaxy but to that point i also equally like in intellectually i knew that it wasn't going to happen but what i was feeling from the character was equally that ray could go to the dark side right like you right. know you that they're not going to do that but you still felt like you know there's enough there tension was, there yeah yeah it was it was a real amount of like hope and despair right and not knowing but really wanting to just like everything that was going on on the screen in that moment was so awesome and you're brilliant. like it could happen but it could happen to any of them. Like it's like this nervousness of like not knowing and watching this crazy battle, which was so good. It's probably my. It's probably the best. I would say, lightsaber battle. Yeah, um, yeah it, I'd agree. It's with up that. there with the Darth Maul one for sure. I mean, it was like I said, it made the movie for me. Um, did you guys catch the tell with the uh, the Luke? A lot of tells with Luke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, in that final battle scene, yeah. So there was the the one of the tells was he didn't just get a haircut. His he also went to just for men's space. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what the heaven? His hair color totally changed. And then the other tell was his lightsaber. He had the the not a blue lightsaber. He had the blue lightsaber that was just destroyed. Which Kylo Ren should have been like. What oh, I hadn't thought of that. He should have noticed up up close, and then the salt. And Gareth Edwards, the Gareth salt was what what I saw. Yeah. Did you like that? By the way, it was Gareth Edwards staring at the? There was the one dude like, oh, there's salt on the ground, and Gareth Edwards is like, I directed a Star Wars movie. No, <laughs> no I, didn't I didn't catch, catch that. that. He was the guy <laughs> next to him. Anyways, but yeah, the, just the salt. There was a lot of tells in that. They they like telegraphed what was happening, and I didn't even until he was walking out there and i'm like this something's not right when, when they showed the feet that's what gave it away to me and right. i was like oh that's clever because that was like right near the end and but I'm like, well, how is he doing this what is going on it was subtle enough that i really enjoyed it i i have one more question for you guys before we before we exit off i know we're getting late but what did you think about the ray's parents line their their synopsis you know they gave they finally gave us in quotation marks the answer to Ray's parents that they're nobodies they just left her and she's not important that you know her parents aren't important at all is that do you think that's true or do you think there's still more to her parents story i do think it's true i don't think it's more and i absolutely loved it okay uh so <clears throat> i think Kylo could have been lying, right? I keep telling myself that because honestly, he was in manipulation mode, mm -hmm. just like Snoke. That's the whole Sith kind of thing going on, the dark side kind of thing. You just manipulate to get what you want. And he told her exactly what she didn't want to hear. Um, I'm pretty sure it's true. Ryan Johnson actually had a really good quote about that because I know a lot of people who were not happy with that at all. Uh, Ryan Johnson had a really great, great quote about um, when you look at the empire at empire strikes back, 
when they have the whole, you know, I'm your father moment. And that moment, that is the absolute worst possible thing for Luke to ever hear. Right? Mm -hmm. There's no other thing that uh, could possibly be worse than that. Like you killed my mentor, you, you know, you ordered uh, people to be killed, planets, you're horrible, you're the worst person in the galaxy, and, you know, I'm your son, the worst. And he said, you know, what he said was, I wanted to put Ray in that same place, and you can't just do an I am your father thing again, and you can't do this or this or this, and the worst possible thing in that moment to hear is that it doesn't matter, you don't matter. You're nothing. You're nobody. You came from junk planet. You're junk. You know, blah, blah, blah. No one cares about you. They're never. Yeah. So there is this really ingenious thing about that. That's what I was saying with they set up an expectation that this was going to be a thing, that this was going to matter. And then it doesn't. And it's beautiful. Now, I, Star Wars, I think Lucasfilm and Disney let people go too far. With that, I mean, they let people speculate a lot. They played it up. They hammed it up. They hyped it up. Oh uh, no, it's perfect. It out. Uh, it's I, it's if uh, it's if it's I, true, I love it. I, I think the idea is is golden, and uh, I'm oh. very very pleased with the writing. If that's true, yeah, my fear is that they're going to come back and it's not going to be true, and her parents are going to be somebody, and then I'll just be irritated. But I mean, it was it was you know, I can see how people can be upset with it, but I think that was the best writing move. You know. But it, but it goes back to that whole uh, what a lot of people are arguing is the fact Leia, when she meets Ray for the first time, gives her that look where you're kind of like, I know you, but I'm not going to tell you how I know you. Which, I mean, she still could know somehow. No, but, we'll never know. Ray's not a soul. You know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, it's just something that I noticed. <laughs> no, that moment, I hands down absolutely 100% loved. And I think it's too beautifully flawed for i hope so it's it's perfect it really was perfect it really was the most tempting thing that he could have ever said to her yeah he told her how trashy she was and how nobody wanted her and turned it around and was like but you don't mean that to me like oh yeah yeah no it was like i said absolutely perfect but that is just our thoughts on the film let us know what your thoughts are frankie where can people find us you guys can follow us on twitter at three critics pod uh go on facebook give us a like facebook.com slash incredible critics and don't forget to go on itunes hit subscribe leave a comment let us know how you how you think about the what you think about the podcast yes and uh this thursday gonna have another black mirror episode finally a couple weeks off and then uh next week a prince Christmas Prince or whatever that stupid movie is called. Prince, may he rest in peace. Right. Oh. Whoops. Uh, uh, uh. Nails messing with buttons. Listen to some spoilers. How, how is it that we talk for like 10 minutes I, before all this stuff goes down? think to say anything until we started. <laughs> it was too... Right? I'm like sitting here talking into my microphone. How does that sound? Is that a little better? Wow. That's oh, yeah. It's a lot better. Should we start over? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, gosh. That was such, that was so good. That's all right. We can repeat exactly verbatim. Yes. Verbatim. Exactly.
All right.